0: X-Men
1: Get it! x Get it, get it. X-Men, Come on Hey everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom This is your weekly X-Men podcast, where we cover every X-Men story from A to Z. I'm
0: Adam. And I am Zach. And Adam. Hey. Happy last day of 2018. Yeah, happy New Year's Eve. I hope you got something fun
1: planned. Yeah, we're going over to some friends. Uh, My wife's more excited than I am because it's going to be the first time she can, like, enjoy an evening without the children uh there you go actually the children will be there it's a (laughs) i'm at that age where everyone we know also has kids
0: yeah no we do the same thing we get everybody's like everybody's and everybody's kids and we go and we do this cool thing (laughs) and then you know then all the kids go to sleep and we just hang out it's great
1: yeah so it's gonna be fun it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time but yeah 2018 sure was a year Oh boy. Uh can you believe uh, that thing in X-Man that just happened recently <laughs> that we definitely know about because we're not recording ahead a little bit?
0: Uh yeah, it's it's hard to believe. There's so much going on.
1: Wait, hold on. We haven't talked about this. Can we can I do a quick X-Man update?
0: Uh, do, do 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 X-Man thank
1: update? You, thank you. Yes, there's an x man update. X-Man killed the Pope.
0: In the preview for six, correct?
1: No, in number five, he killed the Pope, Adam.
0: You oh, read the right. comic. Oh, no, no, that's right. Oh my God, I completely forgot about it. Well, it's not no just that. No one's
1: talking about the Pope murder that happened.
0: He, he just completely uh, uh devastates um, the religious capitals of the world on one page.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't get all of them, but we get Mecca, we get Vatican City. Uh, a lot of stuff has gone away. Yes. I don't know what in the world Nate Gray is doing. It does make all those Nate Gray Jesus jokes way funnier.
0: Well, he does seem to be taking the advice of Apocalypse, which is a little strange.
1: He's not just taking the advice of Apocalypse. (laughs) Nate Gray, in his utter brilliance, has said, I don't know how to fix the world. But all these people have tried to fix the world, and I don't agree with them all. But maybe I'll just do their plan.
0: <laughs> all at once. All three of them.
1: <laughs> one of them's Kitty Pride, one of them's Apocalypse, and one of them is our newest Senator Kelly.
0: What could go wrong? It turns out Pope Murder. Oh uh, yeah. Well Is there Ponticide? Is is Ooh, I like that word. That sounds it's like a metal be, band.
1: Oh man, that's that's a Norwegian black <laughs> metal band right there. Ponticide
0: we flooded the Vatican for the side. You know, that'd be great. I'd listen to that. (laughs) I'd listen to that. You know.
1: Okay, that's all I had. Uh, Guys, (laughs) I don't know how this is a real world that we live in, but X-Man is everywhere and I, for one, am just utterly intrigued.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm also intrigued because we have a really cool episode theme today that uh, someone has taken over the show, right? Yeah,
1: Rob, no other things listed on Patreon, has been a longtime supporter of the show. And he has gotten to the ranks where he can just say, hey, guys, you're going to talk about these for an episode. He gives us all of them and he gave he gave me options. He was very kind. So first off, Rob, thank you for the support. Second off, Rob, thank you for my favorite pitch for an episode, because it's I didn't even put this together until he pitched it, and I realized just how much this specific thing had happened, and I wanted to talk about all of it.
0: It's really brilliant, so uh, we should probably reveal what what we're going to talk about today.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about stories where Kitty Pryde doesn't get married. And you'd think that'd be all of them. But in fact, there's a specific subset of stories where Kitty Pride is not only engaged, which has happened more than these. Mm -hmm. Not only in a very serious relationship with someone, but is literally at a wedding altar and then doesn't get married. Yes. It's happened thrice. Happens often. It's so good. It's so good. I love it so much.
0: So where are we all, starting? I, I, we're going to bounce around a little bit chronologically.
1: Yeah, sure. We can do that. We're going to start with the first time Kitty Pride at 14 and a half, got engaged. And this was during Uncanny X-Men 179 in a story called What Happened to Kitty? Where, yes. bam, it opens up and Kitty's dead. Yep. And that's uh, it. She doesn't get married in this story. Let's. Where do you want to rank it?
0: <laughs> That's not what happened Zach. She's she's uh gonna get married to uh everybody's favorite Morlock, Caliban.
1: One, how dare you say Caliban's my favorite morlock when Leech exists?
0: Oh two I, I don't really think of arty and Leech as Morlocks, but they are. Artie's right. not a Morlock. No, Leech is the right. Leech is Leech is in this issue. Leech
1: is in this issue, Leech is Leech is drawn weird in this issue, uh, JRJR. Uh, John Romita Jr. does the art in this. This is an uncanny X Men title, so uh, 50 50 chance that it's Chris Claremont, and you'd be right in this case. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and this is pre Fall of the Mutants Caliban, so we're we're in like skinny town looking like he's an extra at the Haunted Mansion Caliban.
1: Yeah, this is this is Caliban, not Calibuff. Uh, so. Calibuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh but all of our morlock friends are here we've got Galisto. we've got mask we've got caliban we got uh, sunder yeah oh the, the um the healer is here
1: healer the healer yeah. named healer who's just the healer for stories when they need a healer
0: um so why is caliban expecting to marry miss kitty pride here
1: because kitty promised when mm-hmm. she was saving up Saving uh, what's his name Wing Boy, uh, Warren Kenneth Worthington III, from uh, Callisto's trying to marry him. Uh, she said, "Caliban, if you help me, I will stay here with you forever." And Caliban said, "Got it. Great plan. <laughs> like this idea." Do
0: Caliban's... we noted?
1: Is it weird that Caliban has been in two major motion pictures and neither time he was like Caliban? <sighs> yes. Loved Logan to death. That wasn't Caliban. That was Stephen Merchant in some white makeup.
0: Mm. Yeah, Caliban, I think if you did him, literally might not translate well to the screen because he's kind of a Muppet. Like A lot of the Morlocks have Muppet-like qualities to them. You know? Screw
1: the MCU. Next X-Men movie is X-Men Muppets. I'm so here for that.
0: Wouldn't it be cool if there was, so, I know they're doing like a Dark Crystal prequel kind of thing, but like it would be kind of cool to see a Morlock thing done by Muppet Studios. I, I would love that.
1: Yeah, man. Look, I got my son to sing Rainbow Connection for like the last week. So
0: hey.
1: I'm I'm very pro Muppets at this moment.
0: I love the Muppets. You know what? I'm going to bring up the Muppets later in this show. Uh,
1: That's so good. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> Let's move on with this story. <laughs>
0: All right. So uh, how does Kitty get out of getting married to Calaman?
1: Uh You know, I just read this. I I did not prep well at all. Anyway, uh, Ma- here's what happens. Mask uh, finds a dead body. He just has a dead body lying around and he makes it look like Kitty Pride. Right. They kidnap Kitty Pride, Wolverine smells the body and says, oh, that ain't Kitty. Which the more you think about how Wolverine recognizes everyone from their sense, the least the less comfortable it is
0: oh it's gross
1: it's you put you put even the smallest amount of thought into what he's sniffing and that's not
0: <laughs> he took it too far
1: <laughs> everyone's smells are gross the things that make smells in the human body are all disgusting no smells are good from the human body we are not roses we are not what roasted garlic no human smells are all gross and wolverine is constantly cataloging them
0: yeah he's got a little Dewey decimal system in his uh, olfactory there it's uh, it's pretty impressive uh, all oh kinds of gosh. stuff happens in this in this issue you know we get some Adam,
1: please sum up I'm, I'm too distracted at
0: this point <laughs> colossus gets turned to stone Rogue. Has yeah he gets terminator two'd yeah uh you know mask plays around with kitty's face it's really gross and uh eventually they all they all manage to uh escape and Caliban's pretty cool with it you know he's he's really just you know happy to have a friend which is a nice way to wrap this all up it doesn't involve violence or or, you know scarification or anything
1: storm (laughs) does almost kill callisto again yes she wants to
0: seems appropriate
1: it's fine but no i i like how caliban's handled here because it's obvious that caliban he's he's doing something wrong forcing someone to marry him mhm but this is not coming from a place of anything but him being both lonely and not having real social interaction in his life to help teach him what appropriate boundaries are this is yeah. this is to him kind of like when you got play married when you were three.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't think he really understands the stakes of what is going on. And I, I love the way that Caliban is written. And um, you know, it makes especially when we get into his X Factor appearances as we lead up to Fall of the Mutants, it makes all of the, you know, the higher stakes there seem much more believable. Um, you it know, does when, make
1: Callisto look worse because she friggin knows.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, things are always a little bit rotten uh, in the sewers with the Morlocks, right? Yeah. Anyway, what? we still get to see, uh, you know, Kitty in, um, you know, a, a Morlocks-y kind of wedding dress. There, There's, you know, some, some garter action here. Uh, it's has so, got a headband. so you It's know, a we're...
1: bad wedding dress because it's a trash <laughs> wedding dress. This is something they literally found in the garbage. I know that's their whole shtick. But this is actually garbage clothes. <laughs>
0: um, but I, I don't think anybody actually ends up in bondage gear here. So that's, you know, kudos to Claremont for maybe stopping that from happening in a this more is true. story. This uh, is true. Yeah. So, hey, you know, as far as kitty weddings go, this one could have been a lot more tragic, but, um, you know, it works out okay. Yeah,
1: uh, where do we want to rank this on our list? We have 177 titles on our list. Uh, Like number one is Days of Future Past. Number 10 is that time Colossus got into a fight with Juggernaut at a bar. Number 50 is X-Force Assault on Grey Malkin. Number 100 is X-Men Gold Negative Zone War. We're coming back to that.
0: Yes, we will. Um, 150
1: is Judgment War, and 177 is The Draco. Just I mean, to give you guys a real good view of where I we're like at. That.
0: Yeah, that was a good synopsis. I I want to compliment the art here. I always love John Romita Jr. Um, especially this you know run with Dan Green. I'm a big fan of this, but I mean I don't know that I'm going to revisit this issue very often. Um, it's, it's well done. It's it's a good you know bottle episode, um, and I think it's a classic. That cover is fantastic with the, with the two of them. Um, at the altar, you know, dressed to get married. It's it's a really great cover, but I I don't think I'm going to be revisiting this often. So I don't um, either. Yeah. So um,
1: we got um, on we got on our list at 141 Claremont's murder grandpa's story, which I think this is better than. So I think to me that's the bottom.
0: What number are you at?
1: 141 is murder. Oh, okay.
0: Grandpas. Okay. Yeah, and the other, I think the last time we talked about Caliban was with uh the Jubilee annual story. Oh, the one um, you wrote. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As a child. Um but we have I that like all that the, one better. Yeah, I do too. And we have that up at 105. I mean, the art is clearly better here, but um, you know, it's a it's a very different story. So I think we've got our window there. Um I just,
1: I, Do you like this better than uh, Uncanny 206 Freedom is a four-letter word? That one shot where they fight Freedom Force?
0: Yes, I think I do. I think this is a a better standalone issue when we talk about, you know, standalone JRJR issues. And and we're sort of in, you know, the same realm here. Um, I think I might like it better than Gen X versus Omega Red, too. Um, Okay.
1: Is it better than A plus X number five?
0: Yes. I think okay.
1: so. I I don't think it's better than the Jeff Parker Exiles at 121, which puts Phalanx Covenant, Final Sanction, as kind of the tipping point.
0: I would put it above final sanction. I think there's more going on here, but I like the exiles as being sort of the limit.
1: Okay. It can be our new 122. Great. This is uncanny X-Men 179. What happened to Kitty? she
0: didn't get married what happened that's right i'm sensing a theme
1: we're going to talk about the next time she didn't get married uh actually uh, let's just talk about the next chronologically time she didn't get married
0: i think we save it okay let's Let's go in order so what's the the next time on our list here that kitty does not get married but well, almost gets married
1: well kitty pride did not get married in excalibur 12 and 13 which are <laughs> the first two parts of the cross time caper uh called my friends call me billy the kid and the marriage of true minds
0: oh man i I want to thank you in advance for saying we're not going to read all of cross time caper for a single arc, uh, for our list.
1: (laughs) I thought about it. I thought about it for a while, but what, what it came down to is that cross time caper is a, like, it's a mega story, Yes, but there are discrete arcs in it. In fact, most of the issues are one shots Mm -hmm. of them coming to a world, having a standalone adventure and moving on. Yes. So I don't just because it's all under one banner doesn't mean it's all one story in terms of this list. And also, I think it's funnier if we're just doing the Kitty pride didn't get married parts.
0: <laughs> well, so uh, Excalibur has has, you know, managed to drive their uh, their Nazi train into a fantasy London parallel universe And this little, you know, bratty Walkman night kid uh, is just besotted with Kitty and wants to marry her despite the fact that there is a more reasonable princess that is smitten with him. Um, She's right there. uh, Yes. Um, But uh, just as many writers have been for many years, the kid just can't get Kitty off of his mind and thinks she's just an angel on Earth um and uh, kitty gets kind of like almost body manipulated here in the in the second issue here um before moving on to almost get married and then is saved
1: yeah that's about what happens excalibur has some fun because there's some wicked stuff happening around that kitty always seems to be involved in and uh it turns out that the princess is super jealous and is using magic to uh like stop the wedding. Yeah. Which is which is fun. There's some good moments in this. Alan Davis is very good at drawing.
0: Oh
1: uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if anyone told you that.
0: Well it, it's so funny. Um I just want to talk briefly about page this is in the second issue this is page uh five I think and it is one two three four it's uh, five horizontal panels and is this the
1: one I put on Twitter?
0: There's a con conver- I don't know. There's a conversation happening on the left side between both yes, of them. And on the right, Rachel and Megan are kind of like playing dress up a little bit. And the body language that uh, that that Davis gets just in these panels is so expressive and amazing. I mean, there's so few artists that can pull off the acting That he does with the way he draws his characters and it's just outstanding it's
1: absolutely phenomenal like that page that's one of those pages if you read it the first time you're going to think it's good and kind of move on but Mm -hmm. if you go with an eye to really examine comics which when you have to do what we do you have to be the utmost professional and do that kind of stuff (laughs) Uh, but no but like when you've read thousands of comics that kind of stuff stands out to you because You don't see that. You don't see anything that good in layouts, in storytelling, in body language. Alan Davis is an absolute master of that in this. Like, I like that you and me both independently came to the point of, oh, this is easily the best page in these two issues.
0: Well, even if you're good issues. Yeah. Even if you just watch Lockheed um, go from sitting in Kitty's hands to flying across the third panel towards the two of them in the fourth panel and then turning around as kitty disappears in the fifth. I mean, all of the characters in every single panel are all doing something. There's something so animated about it. Um it, it's outstanding. And um I did say that I was going to mention the muppets again. There are so many fun little creatures that this sort of reminds me a little bit of like muppets crossed with like Brazil a little bit you know like th- there's these there's these ogres that are dressed like metalheads um that, there are these that ogre giant... was oddly
1: polite too <laughs> yeah
0: there are these giant um you know british uh p- policemen i mean they just feel like they should be brought to life on like the set of labyrinth or something you know mm-hmm. it's it's so much fun
1: no it's it's great it's a fun little story not a ton of substance to it, probably not my favorite Excalibur arc out there. Mm-hmm. but this is this is a good story. this is this is a good distillation of what the cross time caper was gonna be. They were going to be fun locales, very imaginative, maybe not a ton going on, uh, except for the really weird part about a. Uh, Courtney Ross's assistant, Nigel Furbisher, who gets oh, who some gets... weird body horror stuff done to him <laughs> by the very uncomfortable Technet. They're great. Yeah.
0: Oof. Well, what if you start like really observing Technet's power set? It is creepy as heck. I mean, it is really scary what they can do to a human being. And they do it very fluidly without even, you know, the slightest kind of uh second thought so yeah i mean it's their job it's It's a living yeah Yeah. you know and then he just offers to pay them more and it works out right technet is just
1: they are pragmatists yes that's all they are that's right it's great and i love them except for joy boy who haunts my dreams
0: (laughs) they are they are scary as they're as scary as they are fun um now i think the highest excalibur thing that we have on here is mojo mayhem at 54 right
1: oh hey this isn't as good as mojo mayhem all right alan davis and chris claremont are both going to do better excalibur than this
0: okay yeah i mean there's no doubting the genius involved in this issues in these issues but you know there's not a great deal of lasting story that's that's going on here um i don't think think it belongs
1: I don't think it's better than that time that Phoenix fought Galactus.
0: Okay. And we have that where uh, 58
1: um, on the list right now. 58. Okay. So okay. I'm scrolling down a bit. Is this better than the X-Men blue cross time Burrs?
0: I think solely from a craft perspective, it absolutely is. I mean, it's hard to argue with with Alan Davis. I know that that has future brotherhood in it, and that really gives it a lot of points for me. But I, you know, I got to give points to the artwork here. It's just outstanding.
1: I agree. So it's above eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it better than that time Kitty pride got pregnant? Yeah, that's at eighty three right now. That's a
0: really good comparison. I think they're very similar in terms of like you know. They're they're not particularly necessary to the larger scheme of things, but they also do speak to the larger tone of both of their books. Um, So I
1: would rather read that Wolverine and the X-Men five through seven story again, I think, just because this the cross time caper stuff is a mix of good and bad. I think more on Claremont's plotting, not really going anywhere than Davis's art, which is
0: what? yes but i do think it's better than uncanny 159 with dracula what do you think
1: i agree with that
0: all right so this is our new 84. this is our new
1: 84. uh my friends call me billy the kid slash the marriage of the two Minds of true minds uh it's the excalibur time where kitty pride didn't get married
0: <laughs> all right the time has come zach for us to fast forward to the wonderful year of 2018
1: it's a it's a year that is soon ending uh but or has ended i guess if you're behind on your podcast and don't feel bad if you are i'm like 15 hours behind on podcasts right now it's very bad (laughs)
0: uh i i like that you can calculate that i have no idea how many days i'm behind on podcasting
1: see what i do is i just i make a playlist and it tells me how much of a playlist i have and then i just sigh
0: oh there you go i like that
1: yeah anyway this is X-Men gold number 30 till death do us part. The conclusion. There were like five issues leading up to it, but I'm going to be real real with you. Even though I enjoy those issues, they ain't got nothing to do with the wedding.
0: No, not really. There's Um,
1: sentinels in a rocket ship in outer space. That's it.
0: And we have talked, I think at length on previous episodes about, I think it was when we talked about negative zone war it would have to
1: be
0: yeah about you know our personal opinions about whether this lead up to this with colossus and kitty works and i think we kind of agreed at that point that it did not
1: yeah and then they boomed us they swerved us hard
0: yes um yes and i can't thank them enough for doing the swerve Um, But at the same time, this is both an absolutely beautiful issue, but also an absolutely bizarre issue in a lot of ways.
1: I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. Dave Marquez does the art on it. It is beautiful. Uh, And then Mark Guggenheim wrote this issue. Please go on. I'd love Um, to hear your thoughts here.
0: All right. So I'm going to go, first of all, for um, what I think is the two highlights of the book one is one of the best page turns i've seen in a long time which is when colossus tries to put the ring on kitty's finger and his hand goes through hers that very good absolutely amazing page turn it's great um and then when we actually do get the bait and switch and we see that rogan and gambit um get married I was very happy. I mean, we spoke recently about Rogan Gambit's mini, how much we love it, how much it sort of gave us faith in uh, that relationship. So, okay. Those are two pluses. There's a lot of other things here that are just a little strange. Um, The very first issue, uh, first page of this issue is a callback to the colossus versus juggernaut bar issue where colossus talks to kitty about breaking her heart um okay i mean i get it i realize that um you know we're foreshadowing what is about to happen here but i think it still highlights the fact that i don't know that guggenheim really did set this up so that we actually believed in it and i mean we talked a little bit about this when we were talking about the negative zone war but um x-men gold i don't think and, it, and it's an interesting comparison because rogue and gambit it took five issues to take two characters that hadn't been together in forever and really convinced me that they should be together forever mark has 29 issues to get to this point before this and i wasn't buying it mm-hmm. um Now, to complicate matters, Kitty then has a rooftop conversation with Ileana, who I think a lot of fans would argue might be the ideal partner for Kitty um, and has sort of a, you know, a conversation with her about that that doesn't really lead anywhere. And then we get other weird things like Wolverine sitting on a rooftop watching... Young, hot Wolverine. Okay, yeah, um, uh,
1: that Dave Dave Marquez draws Wolverine as an absolute looker, which is just odd.
0: Well, I mean, Dave Marquez draws everybody as kind of like a babe. He does. Right? He's
1: very good. That that friggin' uh, storm in her wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> she stole the wedding because there's no way she couldn't. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Those are my gripes, and I don't love this. But I don't hate it either because we do get the the payoff, um, and Marquez's art is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I what think. Are your, what are your feelings? I've been going on about this for a long time. I'm no, sorry.
1: I I like I like your opinion. Rereading this, uh, I reread it yesterday. Yes, and it's interesting. I think the Rogan Gambit stuff works really really well because, uh, and we're not really covering those issues, but in the arc before this. Uh Rogan Gambit had been kind of ad hoc added to the team. Mm-hmm. So like they were players, their relationship was still in the forefront. So it wasn't like they just came out of nowhere with jumping into this book. They they had been around. I think Gambit showed up in the second arc. Like they had been supporting characters in this book. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that worked. I think I liked the conversation with Ileana and Kitty. Mm-hmm. For me, that I I understood where Ileana was coming from saying, hey, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about this, kind of. I think that worked. I don't like Kitty Pride's conversation with Colossus because it feels like they don't have a great reason on why they should break up without either one of them being a huge villain. Sure. Because uh, essentially they say, Kitty says, I'm not... I'm not sure that we can ever be in a good stable relationship, which is funny because then Rogan Gambit get married and they have way less stability in their lives. (laughs) They're way (laughs) higher on the list of this is going to get rough. Uh, So I, I wish they would have gone a different route for the motivation for Kitty uh, to break this up. Yes. I don't, I don't think that works well. I like a lot of the moments in it. I think, in this issue, in particular, Guggenheim does some of his best character moments. Just little vignettes with small, you know, one-panel thing, two-panel things with like Nightcrawler, uh, Jean Grey get some good moments. There's some there's some fun in this. Again, Marquez's art is beautiful, but this is this is a bit of a mixed bag. I yeah i I love all the Rogue and Gambit stuff. I don't buy the Kitty stuff in this. And that's a, that's a larger problem I think I had with gold in general. Kitty feels just a little bit off.
0: Yeah, I I think that's, that's fair. Um, So it's, it's tough because you know that the publisher wanted this to serve as, as a big event. Um, But there's more going on here. I I think that, you know, readers of X-Men want Kitty to be paired off with people that are clearly not colossus and are clearly not men so well i I,
1: and i do i do want to make a point in the in the circles we run in yes mm -hmm. no question about that yes i do believe that is less prevalent in the larger sphere of the world than it is in our small but loud circles
0: okay so
1: i i can believe i can believe that that there is that there's people who do think that Colossus should be who Kitty's with. And I look, I'm not a shipper, I don't care. I think I've said the only ship I've ever cared about is Glob Herman finding love, period, and then Cable <laughs> and Domino, because that just makes sense. Uh, but
0: well, that's my other issue. Here is that I don't want Colossus <laughs> to marry Kitty Pride. I want Colossus to co- hook up with Domino, and I don't want them to get married.
1: Why is that <laughs> the one thing we care about? I don't
0: know, it's just so well done. Um, when when <laughs> hopeless does it? We've All got
1: right. to talk about Cable of the X Force at some point. <laughs> yeah, We've we haven't done about that, and we like that book.
0: Um. Yeah. So I I understand that you know different strokes for different folks. Uh, people have their different opinions about this, but I don't think that the premise of it even was really well received by X fans in general. No. Uh, you know. So, uh, it, and it is interesting because. um I recently got the chance to, um, to hang out with uh, Charlie and Mikey and the young ones um, and Chris Edelman. And one of the things we did talk about was that this was one of Mikey's least favorite uh, things that came out this year. But one of the things we did talk about was how much we really appreciated the fact um, that Marvel is willing to go forward with Mr. and Mrs. X and tell a story about committed adults you know, working through a long term relationship. So I want to at least give props to the fact that, you know, they see the value in telling stories about characters, not just constantly falling out of love, but being able to maintain a long term relationship, because I think that that's something that is often missing um, in contemporary superhero comics that should really be part of it
1: i agree especially with x-men where you can have such a breadth of characters i don't need everyone to be in their committed relationship with their final person for the rest of their lives no but it would be nice to have a bit of that because like i'm in a committed relationship with my spouse right you're in a relationship with your spouse i assume it's committed
0: that's right so you know this idea that like peter parker and mary jane can't be married because it doesn't suit the story Well. That's weird cuz some of my favorite Peter Parker stories, you know, involve the fact that he's a married man trying to make decisions about being in a married committed relationship. Adam um,
1: Adam, can I tell you something that people are going to hate me for? Yeah, go for it. I'm fine with Peter Parker not being married to MJ. I'm
0: absolutely <laughs> That's okay, okay too. With
1: that. I and, think I think the Mephisto thing was pretty poorly done. Yeah. I'm okay with them not being like married
0: But the important thing, I think, is that just to realize that there's value in telling both kinds of stories, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think anybody from the outset was like, oh, we're really going to get, you know, Kitty and Colossus forever. This is going to be very exciting for our X-Men going forward. Um, It it just doesn't strike me as as appropriate for either character right now. Um, So anyway, so Kitty didn't get married again. So that's that's three times. That's three times
1: that she didn't get married. She's been engaged at least two other times that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. th- those got broken off before there was a wedding ceremony. Uh, yeah. Kitty Pride is the mature one of the X-Men, which says a lot more about the X-Men than it does Kitty Pride.
0: <laughs> well, well, let's let's get into this. Is this better than at 101 X-Men Gold, the Negative Zone War? no i don't think so either i think that was more fun and and more you know a little bit better in terms of a of an overall story so is this better it's
1: better than fatal attractions
0: okay all right that's it i think i
1: think it's better than fatal attractions
0: is it better than phoenix resurrection
1: No. no no i like phoenix resurrection better
0: all right uh is it... it's
1: not better than the 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 chris anka bendis girls Night i was gonna out. say it's all not right. better than that i'd rather okay. read that 400 times that's so good
0: <laughs> um how about caliban and jubilee hanging out in uncanny x-men annual 18.
1: nah it's not better than that i do think it might be better than exiles one and two
0: i think so so this is our new 107 is that what we're saying this is number 107 on our list this is x-men gold to
1: death deal us part uh guys we are uh what are we about a half hour 35 minutes through this podcast and kitty pride's still not married makes sense yeah tracks rob Thank you so much for the suggestions. I love the fact that Kitty Pride has been at an altar three separate times and has not gotten married. And only one of them was to a Peter. <laughs> man, oh man, oh man, oh man, Catherine. Oh. Catherine Pryde. Oh, I love you, girl. I love you, girl, but maybe take some you time.
0: Yeah, let's let's figure out what's next uh for Miss Pride here.
1: Anyway, uh Rob got to uh Rob got to suggest this episode because he is a supporter on patreon.com slash Xavier Files. He is at a level and a frequency where you know what we'll do a whole episode for him because he supports the show a lot and we deeply appreciate that, Rob. So thank you so much. If you want to be like Rob, go on over to that website. I just said earlier, patreon.com slash files. There you go. I said it again, uh, where you can donate at the $2 a month level. You get a, you just get to have an episode. We'll make one, uh, based on one story that you select at different levels. You get different frequencies of when you get your own episode at different levels. You get whole episodes around you. There's a lot of fun stuff going over to that. Uh, And yeah, that support really helps. Hey, if you can't do it monetarily, though, like, I get it. Times are tough. The holidays just hit. You are seeing that next credit card statement is coming, and you are not ready for it. Believe me, (laughs) I dread that. I think mine comes in about a week. It's not going to be fun. (laughs) But guys, if you just go on over to iTunes and rate and review the podcast, like, a, a review with words that says, hey, Zach and Adam are really cool. They talk about X-Men. If you like X-Men, you'll probably like them. Their sound quality is good enough that it won't bother you. If you just say that, (laughs) it's really going to make a difference in how iTunes ranks us between all the other X-Men podcasts, uh, some of which are above us and do not have episodes ever coming out.
0: Hmm, That's disappointing.
1: We don't have X Men in our name. That's actually our biggest flaw. We didn't think that through at um, all. We made a we made a joke based on what's on the grand scheme of things an obscure comic. So that was on us. We we hecked up big time. Anyway, uh, ratings and reviews are very good. Adam, where can people find you
0: on the line? All right, guys, you can always uh, follow me on Twitter at Arthur Stacey. New pages of Bishon Jubes. Attack on the Mansion every X-Men Monday at adamreck.tumblr.com. And as I mentioned last episode, just started a Patreon at patreon.com slash adamreck for exclusives, sketches, um, doing these weird X-Men smooches uh, infographics based on a suggestion from Jordan White. So uh, if you want to check that out, uh, head on over there. Zach, where can people find you? People can
1: find me at XavierFiles.com. That's where I got all the latest X-Men stuff and things. You can also go to Twitter.com, and I am at XavierFiles there. I also have X-Men stuff and things there, but less thought out most of the time. Kind of just right off the cuff. <laughs> anyway, at the hip. I am. I'm constantly shooting at choo the hip.
0: Choo.
1: Next week is uh, our 75th annual episode annual makes it sound like we do it yearly yeah we've been it's doing this our... for 75 years <sighs> that would be a lot oh my gosh We're like practically we've been... dead we've been doing this for like a year and some change in 75 of those would we run out of x-men
0: stories i don't know i don't know i don't think so We'd not at be the rate getting... of three a show
1: well yes and yes we can assume that new stories will come out for the foreseeable future, but at 75. I don't know. (laughs) Cause we're, we're talking about things faster than stories exist. Ooh, that'd be a lot. That'd be interesting. Someone do the math on that. Anyway, 75, we're talking about some Genosha stuff. It'll be interesting. I made sure that we are talking about one story that has a character that I love, and I can't believe we haven't talked about yet. Uh, He's very good. Uh, but that
0: that does it. Uh good episode, Adam. Yeah, great episode.
1: Kitty, stay stay single. Just you owe it to yourself, girl. But until then, this has been Battle of the Adam. We hope you survived the experience. Get it!